you should just keep it simple. To have a common playground and a common playbook with, with the rules regarding practical behavior and roles is the single most important thing, I think. And I think many organizations have a too complex sales process. Welcome to the podcast B2B SaaS CEOs with me, Joseph Falsen, as your host. I'm the CEO and founder of VAM that helps sales teams book more meetings. The idea to this podcast was born because one of my personal goals is to be a world-class B2B SaaS CEO and therefore I need to learn from the best. And I want to take you with me on this journey. Hi, my name is Richard Kajson. I'm the CEO at Grade. You're listening to B2B SaaS CEOs. Hi yeah. and welcome, Rickard. Thank you very much. How are you today? I'm good. I'm here in a snowy Hullviken in southern Sweden. And yeah, there are weather warnings here. So let's see how, how, how the weekend ends up. <laughs> Crazy. And let's jump into the episode then. First thing first, who is Rickard? Please help me and the listeners to get the context of how you look at yourself. <laughs> Yeah, well, first and foremost, I'm a father of two sons, five and eight years old, and I'm a husband. And I'm living in southern Sweden, as I told you before, in, in Hullviken, close to the airport, uh, to Copenhagen airport, and also to Malmö, which is uh, quite positive when you travel a lot in the Nordics. In my spare time, I like to travel with my family, but also run by the sea to clear my head and Occasionally, when I have the time, hit some golf balls. I am uh, originally from Småland, the darkest Småland south of Jönköping. And uh, I'm raised in the entrepreneurial spirit of, 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 of actually. So uh, that, that's the basics of who am I, who, who is Richard Kajsson. I went to the university in Linköping. I have a master's degree in industrial economy and management. And after that... After that degree, I, I started in the IT sector and have been there since. So that's the basic story, Joseph. Thank you. And yeah, now we're here. You are the CEO of Grade. That's why you are here, because I only interview B2B SaaS CEOs. And talking about Grade, it's time for the elevator pitch. What does your company do? Yeah, we are the leading Nordic HR tech provider for public sector and large enterprise. And we're providing a seamless solution covering the employee journey. And with that, I mean that we have support for attracting and, and recruiting talent, but also onboarding and develop development of the employees. And, and, and of course, support for retaining employees in our platforms. Uh, so that's how we create value for our customers. Nice. Thanks for the pitch. Can you please tell me the story of Grade? Because you have merged companies, right? Yeah. So I'll probably say that a problem in our line of industry is that we have a lot of vendors. There are oldies and newbies in the business. And there are some underlying growth in all sectors of HR tech, I think. But in overall, I would say that many of the vendors have, have problems to actually create cash flow. And 
what we tried to do was that I was the CEO of Grade in from 2015 to 2021, and we were backed by Montero, a private equity company based in Stockholm. And I was on the quest to to, to sell Grade, and I found another PE company called Viking Venture. And at the same time, they told me that there were a couple of other targets out there that want to join forces to create a new player in the HR tech sector. And I thought that was a fantastic idea. And so in July 2021, Grade and Workbuster merged. And Workbuster was an, an ATS, a recruitment platform. And Grade at that time was a learning management platform and a platform for competence management. During the same summer, we actually jumped right in the due diligence process to acquire another company called Varbi. Varbi was a recruitment platform for what the, the, is widely used in public sector in Sweden, both university, municipalities and regions and, auth- and authorities. And they, they were acquired in the uh, beginning of September. And I would probably say that, that was the start of this adventure. And after that, we have acquired three more companies, two companies that are more or less like add-on software to our existing products. Uh, but we also have made a platform investment in Norway where we acquired uh, another recruitment platform called JobNorge. Uh, but also a fantastic customer base to 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 cross sell on. So a lot of happened during the years, and just as I think it was like a week ago, we divested a part of the company that wasn't a good fit in what we want to do. We want to be we want to support the employee journey, and this software didn't was a good fit into what we call the 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 HR tech wheel or the employee journey wheel, and we actually also have signed, not closed, signed with a, a company called FCG Digital Oi. It's a platform investment in Finland where we see huge potential on cross-selling our other products on, 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 on the customer base of FCG Digital. And that's mainly public sector in Finland. So that's where we are today. And it's been a ride <laughs> combining different cultures. We have offices throughout the Nordics with, with, the, with the differences in culture, for example. It's the difference between Lund and Tolletan, Stockholm. And, and <laughs> up in, the, in northern Norway, we have an office in the Bo- So it's been some, a couple of interesting years and a lot of work. But uh, we are on our mission to be the leader in the Nordics. And that, that's, that's, that's our object, objective and has been from 2021, actually. And, and the, Thank you for sharing. Yeah. And I think it's time to let another person in to this interview because it's time for an external question. And first question externally is from a person called Tony Rush at Metric. And this is his question. Hi, Ricard. Knowing what we know today about the impact of AI in SaaS solutions... As a leader, if you were to rewind to 2020, what is the first thing that you would implement into Grade? Good question, but I think the first thing would be tools for cybersecurity 
and also development tools for our tech employee to make them more efficient. Uh, that, that would be the, the first thing, I think. Uh, and especially in the line of our industry, cybersecurity is very important. So tools for, for cybersecurity, uh, for sure. Pretty simple, straightforward answer here. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, Tony, I hope you you are satisfied with uh, Rickard's answer, uh, and thank you, Rickard, for for the input. And this means now uh, that it's time for a topic of your choice. And the only rule here is that you need to talk about something that you are nerdy about and very passionate, when feel passion for. So the first is yours. Thank you, Josef. Very passionate about creating a why. Why am I doing something? And when it comes to, to organizing GRADE and, and other organizations that I've been a part of, I think it's really important to know why am I doing things. And when it comes to put up targets and focus area on a company level or group level, I really think it's important that those targets or objectives are connected down to the different departments of the organizations. And perhaps you could connect the department targets to the group level targets. But the interesting part here is that you really need to focus to also create targets for the individual connected to the targets above in the hierarchy to make the to create the actual why why am i doing this in sales perhaps it's quite easy you have your group uh, sales target you have your department sales target and you have your individual sales target but i think in many cases you could excel just in creating clear targets and motivate the individuals and moving them to the group objective by have these connections between the different dots. And this is something that I think is has a huge potential in many organizations if you succeed. Because I think that there are, there are many employees out there that actually don't know why they are doing what they are told to do. And that's something that I would probably say could have very high impact on many, many organizations, and especially in my own organization at Grade. So that's my topic that I think that more leaders should focus on, not just bring out the top level objectives, focus on connecting the dots, then you get the result. I like this topic. I think it's an important topic. And I now want to go one layer deeper here because I, I have started to think of all my interviews that how, how can I simplify the valuable insights you shared to me and the listeners so I can do something with it? Super simple. So with that said, yeah. now we're going to get Rickard's one to three step handbook to really roll out the, the right why connected to target in a super simple first step, just to get the ball rolling. So with that said, the handbook from your perspective, how you have done it, where should I and the listeners start with 
one to three simple steps in this direction? I would probably start with, if you are a CEO, you probably have your management team and you create the objectives together in the management team. And perhaps you have a board that wants to have a say. But in general, in the beginning of the year, you have the objectives quite clear. And especially, I would say, in the Nordics, we are quite common to, to have like quarterly performance reviews or even monthly. And if you look at public organization, it's quite common to have like one or two uh, appraisals or performance reviews a year. And if you state during the beginning of the year a clear objective, then the next step it could 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 work without objectives. So then I speak in 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 terms of a, a manager of a specific division or a department, and they can create targets that are connected to the targets on group level. And how many targets? Way, not that many targets. You could have for grade, for example, we have as of today we have four main targets, but then we have several underlying KPIs. For example, profitable growth. Then you have underlying KPIs as ARR growth, uh, the, the, the net revenue retention. But it could also be more binary KPIs, like something that you want to implement. Like uh, as a sales manager, you want to implement a different sales process. That's binary. Yes or no? Is it implemented? So... Try to, to be as, as crystal clear as you can be and, and think of think of it like a, like a waterfall that you need to have. You need to start from the top and then go down. But it's very, very easy to not get the last, most important part of this puzzle. And that's the link between the individual target and the top target. So, so uh, as management, I think you need to have focus on, on, on the entire chain here. So, so that is basically the top tip. And of course, you need some, so, some software support. You could buy software from us. <laughs> but there are several different solutions out there that could help you and also to show you how the progress uh, is going. We put pause there. So first, first tip of Rikas handbook, from from what I am super simplified, please don't laugh at me. It, it, it was now it's still early in this year. One one big goal divided to maximum four different goals for the departments, and then for every department connected to every individual in that department, so they can feel that they are working toward that goal and toward the big goal. Uh, super simplified, yes, but that set up to start with if you don't have. And the second thing you said find the right tools that will support this process. Yeah, and also think of how you want to communicate internally regarding those objectives. Uh, I think, for example, that the monthly town hall is a perfect way to, to uh, explain about the status of the company and also to get everyone very engaged and, and uh, they feel that they are a part of this journey. But then you need to have uh, uh, objectives uh, that are clear and understandable for everyone. Talking about Town Hall, uh, you told me off record just before we start recording that you just had had 
the last town hall at grade, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had. We have several town halls a year. We have uh, always a monthly. And when something extra happens, we put in an extra. And there are a lot of, of things happening at grade. So I would probably say that it's, it's uh, more common to have two town halls a, a month than one. And we put Peer there and move on to talk about go-to-market strategy. And go-to-market strategy is the beast that you can talk for in and out and in so many angles. So I want to nail it down to one important thing now. The one thing, according to Richard Kaison. What is that? I'm a big fan of Playbook for the entire go-to-market organization. And for me, the go-to-market organization at Great, for example, we have the marketing, we have sales, and we have customer success. And to have a common playground, a common playbook with, with, with the rules regarding practical behavior and roles, and actually how you handle the sales process, is the single most important thing, I think. You need to have that. Uh, otherwise, it's really hard to understand each other, and especially since the go-to-market organizations is often, even if you say it's go-to-market organization, you have silos within the go-to-market organization. And a playbook tells everyone what to expect and how to, and how to act in, uh, in different ways. And just to give me a context of what you just said, uh, your playbook, how long, how big is it today? Well, it's actually my CCO that is in charge of the playbook nowadays, but I think it's about 30 slides perhaps in total. And how how long was it when you first decided that you should have this for a while ago? About 10, I think the first version of my sales playbook was, yeah. Okay. It was uh, more or less focused on the sales process then, and then you add things so but it's it's been good and 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 also when you want to 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 ramp up sales members or even new new reps in in the marketing organization it's good to have some documentation to lean on because the onboarding process is is yeah it's it's very relevant to get the speed up in the organization yeah thank you interesting so the one thing a common playbook for This is marketing and customer success team. And you mentioned marketing and I have a marketing question for you. I'm curious to hear what was the main thing or channel that generated the most leads for you during 2023? It's a good question because in terms of ARR, I would probably say since we're working with large enterprise and, and public sector, it's quite hard to point out because... We don't have that kind of transactional sales. Uh, I would say that the the average deal size is probably, well, in some sectors, it's about 300 in ARR, for example, Swedish crowns, 300,000 Swedish crowns. But but the most efficient way for us to get leads is actually the old school way. Create relations through other customers. And especially, for example, working with with the Swedish regions or municipalities, you know that there are clusters of municipalities, for example. And if one or two are buying your platform, the third and fourth uh, nearby nearby municipality will probably also buy your platform. 
and creating those those like customer groups have been very profitable for us in terms of getting both new sales but also cross sales since we have a range of products and in terms of total ARR for the on group level i mean the basic the basics of the mission of the group is cross sell our growth is pretty much dependent on cross sell so and that's why we from the start have quite large customer bases using the recruitment platforms and then we cross sell other products like digital reference checks measuring the candidate experience uh, and also support for performance reviews and, and uh, learning management so actually a large customer base is good to have and, and uh, <laughs> practically explains our uh, organic growth yeah and it makes so much sense because there is a data out there that says that it's around seven times as easy to sell to a current customer than to a new one yeah, so, and especially you have a you have a much much lower cost, and, and basically, I would say the 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 consolidation in HR tech is here. There are a lot of a lot of projects throughout Europe doing this, and everyone has the same the same agenda. So I think you're right, Joseph. We have talked about marketing, and the best thing have been creating relations to new customers through current customers. Regarding the sales process then, we tapped into it with the the go-to-market thing, but now I want to understand if you would shoot yourself out from grade, you would start a new SaaS company and you should start selling with that SaaS company. What is the first three things you would do regarding building the new sales process? First of all, it's pretty much trial and error project i would say a building a sales process but on, on the i would probably say that defining your icp and focus on that icp is really important from the start and in terms of a sales process i worked with crm systems back in the day i, I started actually out as a trainee at, at lime technologies which is a company providing crm solutions and i met hundreds of sales organizations every year through my customer meetings. And basically, you should just keep it simple. Keep it simple. And if you have control of what we in Sweden call 3B, and that's requirements, budget, and decision maker, and also the timeline, if you have control of those four, you're good to go. And I think many organizations have a too complex sales process. It could be much more simple. Yeah. But that's the basics. Um, and the basic, keep... that is what I want. Because like you said, too many companies die basically because they have so advanced things that it's so hard to explain and yeah, nobody understands it. So, so I, that's why I always want to understand yeah. The basic to start with that and grow from there. So amazing advice. Yeah. Uh, and we have talked about sales process and now we are down to outreach, a critical part of the sales process. Uh, and now I don't I, I don't want to understand your outreach process. Uh, Rickard, I want to understand the best way to do outreach to you. 
how how would they succeed in the best possible way? I would probably say that in in 2024, the best way to sell to me is not to contact me. You have to do the work and understand how grade works. That I have, for example, a CTO and the CTO and I have product managers and I have an, an organization. And when I work with sales, a lot more with sales in, in like uh, the OOs, I would probably say that you call high and you get a referral down. That doesn't work anymore. You need to have focus and you need to know where to call in an organization. So you need to do your homework. So if you want to sell, for example, oh, I get so many calls <laughs> and the LinkedIn uh, mails. So if you're, for example, trying to sell uh, developers or some tech software for, for the, the, the tech side, you need to focus on the CTO, for example. The CEOs don't have time to actually take your call. Perhaps that investment suggestment from the CTO will come up to me. But then it comes from the right angle and I'm open to actually see the, 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 what you're selling to, to us. So do the homework and call the right person. So the best way to do outreach to, to Rickard Kaiser is most likely not to him because you want to know that the person has done your, the homework. Good. That's right. <laughs> and, and now we have the last question. It's an external one before we're entering the roundup and going towards them. Uh, so the last question here before the roundup is uh, a second external question from a listener called Karin Gunstam at Boney. And this is her question. Hi, Rickard. I'm curious to hear your best tips for scaling the team successfully and how to keep that startup uh, vibe and culture while dealing with the challenges of growth at the same time. Growth is really hard. And since I've experienced growth also in by doing mergers and acquisitions, I think that it's very important to have a good onboarding process and not just focus on compliance shit in the onboarding process. Focus on culture instead. <laughs> focus on, on other more material things and not just get the like a sign off that you've done the GDPR training, for example. That, I think, is the, perhaps the most important thing when growing fast is a really good onboarding process. Yeah. And if we stay here quickly before we go to the roundup, you said a good onboarding process. Please elaborate some bullets. What is a good onboarding process from your point of view? A good onboarding process starts when you actually sign the contract and with the pre-boarding phase where you actually get perhaps a, a welcome email and uh, some positive content to, to, to get you hyped about your new, uh, new employment at, at the company. And it could also be like an online course where you actually get to meet the, the organization and, and, and hear people talking about the product. And then when you actually become hired, the day you actually have the first day, then the onboarding starts. And perhaps by... Uh, 
by regulations, you need to have the old boring GDPR courses and information security courses, but really focus on other things. Focus on culture, focus on who are the coworkers, focus on core values, and create content regarding that matter. For example, you could do it in e-learning, but you could also just do it in like a film clip or on the, on the internet. There is a lot of way of, of, of doing that, but focus to, to, to focus on fun and trying to engage the new employee, not hammer them down with a two-hour GDPR course. Karin, uh, thank you for a great question and Richard for the input. And this means that we are entering the roundup with just few questions left. And the first thing here is a book. What's your favorite book? Well, I have a few old, old Bibles of mine. Please. Check. I have, yeah, I have uh, Crossing the Chasm. I think it's written by like Jeffrey something. We have yeah. uh, Good to Great, oh, wow. John, all, all the John Collins books, I think is, is very good. And uh, those are the books that I frequently go back to every third year or so. Thank you for sharing. And I also can just say a shout to Good to Great. I think I've read that book four times, some, something like that. Yeah, it's classic, amazing. Okay, second last question. Can you share one of your favorite life mottos? I don't actually have a motto, but something that I often say is, and, and it's about, really, you need to adapt. Shit happens, just adapt, <laughs> I think. <laughs> Shit happens, just adapt. That is a good motto. And the very last question then. And now you're talking to yourself, the younger self. If you would give yourself the top one to three things to think of that you now know that you didn't know, what would you tell yourself? I think focus, focus, focus is one thing. Don't try to, don't try to be too wide. Find your ICP and run and run hard. And also the classic fail, but fail fast. You don't get that hurt if you fail fast, but knowing that you're on the wrong journey, that could be very costful. So yeah, that's, that's, that's what I would probably say to the, to the younger Richard. And with these words, I quickly shift the focus to you who has been listening. Two quick ones. Number one, don't be selfish if you got value. If you got value, Tell a friend or a colleague to listen to Rickard Kaison in B2B SaaS CEOs. And thing number two, press the subscription button. We have great guests coming here every week. And Rickard, a huge thank you for putting aside a bit more than 30 minutes together with me to help the SaaS community to keep on learning. Thank you, Yusef. Thank you. It's been a pleasure.